they all yours, or uh, did you have... Okay, okay, mo uh, moving along. Greetings, friends, and uh, welcome in to this uh, hairy edition of Fusebox, number 198, ferociously entitled Who, Guru? And I will definitely explain this uh, wondrous title in a moment. I am your fully upright in a reclining world host, Mark Rose, and over there, Shrouded in the fog and illuminated only briefly by the blinking LEDs is the interconsonantal man of mystery. <laughs> See our last show for an explanation yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah I, I was, was going to say your uh, punchline is in Turkish there, bro. <laughs> yeah. The Archbishop of Amplitude, uh, Milt Keynes, everybody. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. And uh, I, I really do. I appreciate the effort there, Mr. Keynes. This was uh, unavoidable due uh, to the work-related trip I just got back from. Yeah, yeah, well, hey, how was that? Is the big easy still easy? Uh, with a side of big? Well, yeah. Well, it was a delight. Uh, New Orleans is a, a terrific city and has uh, had its share of challenges over the last few years, as we know, with monstrous weather and all that. Yeah, and the vid as well. I mean, New Orleans is a tourist economy, isn't it? Yeah, indeed. Indeed it is. So, uh, when the plague, as you call it, hit them, it must have been uh, really hard on that economy. Well, as we know, uh, that wasn't kind to anybody. But uh, they hung in there and came out okay. Actually, in many parts of the city, uh, still kind of rebounding from the whole uh, Hurricane Ida thing. So a few places were closed uh, due to remodeling and so forth. You know, I, uh, I went back there in the 1990s, and, well, all I really remember was waking up in an alley in the French Quarter with a bunch of beads around my ankles and a pink and green feather boa around my neck. <laughs> Good times. I don't know. Can't remember. Well... NOLA is a celebratory city. It's an incredibly hospitable place to visit, I will say that. And we were taken care of very well there. Gotta say, uh, hats off to my buddy Gregory for all of the TLC there, too. Uh, he was spinning a bunch of plates on this gig, I gotta say. Yeah, so what was this for again? A Senate race? Is that what you told me? Yeah, there was a gal running for a Senate seat down there who is uh, <laughs> taking on a... Very well-financed opponent, uh, Democrat-turned-Republican, John Kennedy. Wait, what? He did come back from the dead? And he's a Republican now? Gee, No, man. no, 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 no. Not, not that John Kennedy, Mr. Keynes. This one is uh, from the South, and from what I can see, has uh, none 
of the political values of the other John Kennedy. He's been in the state Senate since 2017 and uh, was a Democrat and uh, now turned Republican right around the time that Orange Guy got into office there. Uh, He was also one of the six who, back in 2020, uh, objected to the Arizona electoral votes, uh, meaning he was siding with the folks who buy into the stolen election theory. Oh, a fascist then. <laughs> well, I'm not sure I'd go that far, but hey, you know. Oh, I'm happy as hell to go there. <laughs> Clearly. Um uh, the, the gal who we were working with there is uh, is named Sarita Steib, who is African American and at present runs a nonprofit organization that helps formerly uh, incarcerated folks get back into the community. And uh, there's a reason she knows about this process, too. She was inside, as they say, herself for almost 10 years. Hold up. I thought if you had uh, served time, that you were basically ineligible to hold public office. No, you're absolutely correct, Mr. Keynes. Uh, And here, of course, is where things get wonderfully ironic. You may recall, friends, that during the uh, Orange Guy's uh, occupation of the White House over there, he did a few pardons. While some of those may have been uh, dubiously bestowed on uh, some folks, uh, on one of those occasions, many folks were pardoned for offenses that uh, they may have committed at an early age and were relieved of their restitution hook meaning they didn't have to pay back anyone financially for uh, their previous indiscretion. So uh, in Sarita's case, she was 19 and in fact served her time, but then she was unburdened with uh, having to repay a rather lofty sum after she got out. Instead, she turned her life around uh, quite quickly, became an advocate for folks who are getting out of prison and looking for ways to start over, Her organization's methods are now being um, adopted and uh, used by other such groups all around the country. And uh, she helped write the legislation that eliminates the check the box provision on most forms relating to further education. Oh, yeah. You mean that question on uh, most forms where it says, have you ever been incarcerated? That one. You see, in in her particular case, and this is what's fascinating. She, she, she tried to continue her education after getting out and was, of course, repeatedly denied because of her being, sadly, honest on the form. Then she later decided to try the process again, but this time not check the box. And guess what? She got accepted, did really well, and then decided to tell the truth about the whole thing and uh, could have potentially... Uh, erased, at least for herself, all the time and effort that she had already put in there. But uh, she had clearly demonstrated by that point that the box had nothing to do with a person's ability to learn and uh, excel. So quite the contrary, actually. Uh, She had some allies at the university who uh, concurred with her, and she was allowed to continue to get her degree and, uh, in the process, actually work to get the law changed in Louisiana. Holy carp. Yeah. So uh, now the idea of banning the box, as they say, is moving forward from uh, Louisiana across the country. 
due primarily to her efforts. So um, we wish her uh, the extreme uh, best fortune in this race for uh, the U.S. Senate, as it's going to be a tough climb. But uh, she's definitely got her eye on the prize there. So, friends, we will uh, do a small reset here and uh, be back at you with some guru-ness. Excuse me, please. I think I'll change. The show for everybody, but not everybody will like it. Thefusebox.com. And uh, thank you so much, my friend. So the title of this episode is Who Guru? <laughs> and uh, please, let me let me explain. Um, yeah, please do. <laughs> okay. So uh, this all happened, this title, because of the name of the consulting firm that was working with uh, Sarita, the gal running for the uh, U.S. Senate that uh, we just chatted about there. Uh, Steve's agency is called Rougarou. Now, for those of you who, who might be reaching for your hand-bound copy of Bestial Esoterica, let me tell you, it's on page 397, okay? Rougarou, or the French equivalent, Lougarou, refers to a wolf creature, half-human, half-wolf. Like a werewolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the legend of a person um, transforming into a wolf, of course, has been uh, deeply set in our global consciousness uh, here. Yeah. Hey, what's that uh, $92 word you always use, uh, lycanthropy? <laughs> Very good, Mr. Keynes. I'm thoroughly impressed. You, uh, you, you recalled that. Well, I do hear some things you say, bro. Not everything, but... <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Well, in any event, um, so so when I when I got into New Orleans, I I asked the guy who, uh, who is the aforementioned consultant Steve of the aforementioned company that sports this rather toothy image of this critter snarling in a wooded background, the full moon overhead. I asked him about the name, and he said it was really a natural fit for the uh, Cajun and Creole culture here, and and frankly, uh, he's a native. His business, which uh, <laughs> which can be a, a wee aggressive at times, it was a, just a natural fit for him. You think? <laughs> well, politics can be a toothy business, wouldn't you think? Yeah, you might lose more than the election in a few of those cases. It can, uh, it can turn into a street brawl with fiery hatchets and gasoline. Well, you know, uh, some just c keep on going two years later. You know? Yeah, but you know, the election was stolen, bro, says right here in the OFM. The, the OFM? Yeah, the OFM. The Orange Fascist Manifesto. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, New Orleans has a uh, hefty dose of voodoo in that city. I mean, you walk around parts of the French Quarter and uh, it's palpable. It's just this underlying vibration of ancient ritual and uh, custom that is uh, definitely honored by the folks who live there, at least by the ones who know about such things. I figure that. Probably some areas that you might not want to just wander around into, too, I bet. Uh, definitely, sir. <laughs> 
After uh, we were done with our uh, shoot duties on um, Friday, we had uh, some opportunity to cruise around the quarter there a bit, and uh, we stopped into a number of these, for lack of a better term, voodoo shops. And for the most part, you know, they had a selection of kind of touristy things, but nothing that spoke to the actual true nature of what I'm talking about. Until that one place. How'd you guess? Well, it's you. And you're just going to attract that kind of shit. (laughs) Well, be that as it may, (laughs) we found one called Voodoo Authentica. And the gal that ran uh, this one? Yeah. She was the genuine article, I'm going to tell you. You could feel it in there. Uh, You could tell that the moment you walked into this shop, there was this um, scent that struck you. Kind of a blend of cinnamon and maybe a variety of sandalwood. Uh, Probably also picking up the notes from the carved wood statues and uh, uh, exotic masks that hung everywhere. So, So it wasn't incense per se. It was a highly aromatic, but not at all overt. And it actually seemed to enhance your mental focus, almost as if it was whispering to you, like... Pay attention, or honor the traditions. Okay, so you're hearing voices in this place, bro? No, not literally. Just, just kind of a an intention thing. So, as I say, there were these masks and statues and little bags of herbs with uh, labels describing what forces might be attracted to these items when either burned or just left open or whatever. Uh, one thing was really clear to me, that this stuff was uh, made on site. So it's not made in Carl's Discount Voodoo Depot? No, sir. Uh, this one uh, is all hands-on here. So, you know, I'm wandering around this place and uh, come across these little statues that, that are carved in wood and wrapped in some very exotic-looking cloth and adorned with uh, very bright feathers... It kind of reminds me of the, the, the kind of costumes worn by the crews at Mardi Gras in terms of color and, and uh, uh, texture. Well, these sculptures all had very expressive faces painted on them. Some are looking uh, directly forward with huge open eyes, and others look to be saying the word O oh, with their uh, painted mouths gaping open, you know? So uh, I noticed the uh, handwritten tag connected to uh, each of the pieces. And one in particular said, Juju Guardian, and purports to be a sort of talisman to protect the energetic, creative forces in us all and keep the evil, negative junk away. Oh, so that's what that thing is over there on the console. I was going to ask. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at first, I thought it was some kind of exotic pet toy. And then I thought, oh, no, what the hell did he pick up in New Orleans? Some ten-legged critter that has antlers and flies? (laughs) No, I can see where you might get that impression, Mr. Keynes. No, this is uh, merely a juju guardian. And I think that's a a perfect place for it, uh, seeing that... uh, this uh, is a creative hotspot in this room, so to speak. And, and I assure you, uh, buying anything of, of, of that exotic a nature that was living and then, you know, trying to ship it back would be, well, 
cost prohibitive, to say the least. Well, yeah, I mean, I think we got enough crazy-ass critters around here as it is, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, that part of the trip was uh, truly amazing. And uh, like I say, the shops or no shops, the, the unique energy there is just palpable. So I gotta ask, did you catch any music? I mean, it, it's like the destination for jazz, you know, at least in the South there. Well, uh, kinda. It was a, it was a sort of a tight schedule. Uh, but uh, on Friday, as we were wandering the streets uh, that last day, inevitably, a uh, brass street band would uh, come up the avenue and it just rocked. I don't care who it was. It just was amazing. Now, I think one of the processions that we saw was an actual funeral and uh, if you know anything about funeral processions in New Orleans, then you know that uh, they're celebrations of a person's life, not uh, mournful recollections. Yeah, they got that famous second line thing they do, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, for those of you who aren't familiar uh, with this, uh, two parts to a second line. The first part of that line is made up of the uh, grand marshal or uh, parade leader, then maybe the band and whoever is uh, being honored. And in the jazz funeral, the family and the hearse are part of the, the first line. In a wedding, the bride, groom, and a wedding party take a position up front. Then, all the strutting uh, revelers who uh, fall in behind are referred to as the second line. And uh, you've got a brass band or nine in there really kicking things up. And uh, the costumes and the colors, I mean, it's just overwhelming to see this sometimes. I was really happy to uh, have the uh, opportunity to see one of these things just sort of <laughs> randomly occur. And, oh, and, and, and of course, uh, speaking of random and occurring and uh, music and all things big, underscore big. You know, our uh, buddy Timo, he's been uh, broadening his musical horizons uh, lately. He's, he's got a little combo going, we're told. Combo, you say? Yeah, I'm hiding under the desk. It's Timo's World. follows his dream of being in a jazz band and, along with Eco and Milo, creates the Timo Bell Ringer Trio, which makes their debut at a local retirement home. Jazz is to music what rap is to poetry, so Timo blowing sax is enough to make you blow chunks. So stuff that up your jazz hole. Everyone, please take a seat, okay? Oh, no. Everyone? Every, there you go. No. Yep, that's it now. Okay. <laughs> take a seat, hon. Okay. Well, welcome, everyone. We have a super duper show for you. Oh, Edna. No, take a seat, dear. And put your teeth back in. <laughs> Thank you, hon. Okay. Now, I am just tickled and pleased as Pink Punch to welcome this afternoon's very special musical guests. So, 
Without further ado, let's all give a warm, gentle breeze of State's Retirement Center welcome to the Timo Bellringer Trio!
motherfucking teeth. Is it over? Did we survive? Oh, I think we made it. I'm not sure about the rest home there, but uh, you gotta hand it to Timo. He's fearless. Actually, Milo was an animal on those drums, bro. Yeah, I saw what you did there. Yeah, it's early, man. Uh, uh, speaking of chaos, I, I'm going to tell you another thing that I got introduced to while out there. How many hurricanes you can drink and still remain upright? Uh, no. But that experiment seems to be going on pretty much nightly there. Yeah. As uh, that drink was uh, invented in New Orleans, uh, among a few others that I actually really like. Not crazy about rum, huh? Well, not in the quantities that will cause the human being to liquefy into that sort of multicolored ooze. <laughs> now, it's a pretty powerful drink, friends. Um, like most things from New Orleans, you've never really had it until you've had it there. Uh, and, uh, you know, this that, that, this goes for gumbo, too. I, I freely admit it, man. Incredible. One might say, transcendental. Did you hear voices there, too? Only mine, saying that this is the best damn thing I've ever tasted. And I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you another. <laughs> Since we're parked in the food zone here for a moment. I've never been a fan of bread pudding, okay? <laughs> I guess it's because... The way many, at least the way I've had it served to me, it's always like drowning in, in some kind of cream. So the texture ends up being even more mushy than mushy oatmeal. So, I, yeah, I've not, not been a fan of that. Until you went to NOLA? Until I went to the Crescent City Steakhouse. Now, I got to say, if I had tasted bread pudding like this from the start, I'd be sold. Uh, my buddy Gregory said... Mark, I understand you don't like bread pudding, but until you've had it in New Orleans, you haven't eaten real bread pudding. And naturally, you held your nose shut and stuffed your pie hole with bread pudding. I did. Well, not the holding the nose part. I might have been thinking that. But that was instantly evaporated by this amazing flavor. If you've ever had like a uh, Spanish flan, you know, the, uh, the custard dessert they make, this is closer to that world in complexity of flavor than uh, any weak bread pudding imposter clone horror thing that uh, at least I've had. I'm a complete convert now. Well, complete in the sense that it's uh, always going to have to be the New Orleans style, I'm afraid. <laughs> You're a bread pudding snob, bro. Yes, guilty. Uh, guilty as charged. But, uh, but I got sidetracked. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, well, I was going to speak about the location shot we did at the Capitol in uh, Baton Rouge where um, I was shown the uh, actual bullet hole in the Capitol's wall inside there, not far from the rotunda, that to this day remains after the assassination of then-Governor Huey P. Long in the 1930s. Well, that's creepy as hell. You think that's creepy? No, no. There is shrapnel in the ceiling dome from when some guy actually detonated a bomb inside the rotunda. You can see it still lodged in the dome at the top, inside. 
So it looks like this whole storm in the Capitol routine is uh, kind of a been there, done that thing for the state of Louisiana, huh? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Very volatile politics down there, for sure. Oddly enough, though, even though they had the, these uh, eh, explosive moments in the state's history, I still don't think any of the folks who did some of these things were as whack-bat crazy as the ones running around today in Washington and environs. Well, at least they're not waiting for the ghost of Huey P. Long to rise from the grave and start a crawfish boil in the Senate chamber. Bet you that would be good, though. And uh, with that savory reminder of other delectable wonders of that part of the world, we'll call it a show. Oh, but, 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 but first, speaking of Northwest yummy, we've been plotting and conspiring to produce a uh, fantastically fun program for our 200th episode, which is uh, (laughs) coming up quick. Yeah, since this is 198. Yeah, and he can add, too. Uh, We're we're doing a remote from Suicide Sally's here in Portland, and that uh, promises to be, of course, a hoot and a holler, and I hope you can join us for that one. We've got uh, special guests lined up and all sorts of surprises, because who knew? Certainly not us. We must not scurry back under the Zaps potato chip bag before thanking our contributors to this edition of Fusebox, Regina Carroll for stepping up and standing out, Sabra May for extra spicy ideification, and Jeff Pollard for impeccable Timo pronouncifications, and Gregory Wilson for expert pudding enlightenment. And thanks as well to the Prime Minister of the Parametric over there, Milt Cades, for uh, technical assistance, especially on this very early morning. Pleasure, it uh, wasn't, but uh, what the hell. And uh, folks, if you haven't at this point uh, subscribed to this here show, then uh, go ahead and mash that subscribe button. And if you're listening on the radio, well... Subscribe as well. And that's correct, Mr. Keynes. Uh, you can find out all the details at thefuseboxshow.com and go ahead and feel free to poke around on there. All sorts of things uh, lurking on the site, like all the past eight years of programs, as well as the Fusebox store, which is always fun. So, I have been your dancing to the music in someone else's head host, Mark Rose. Saying, until our next cartoon. Yeah, it's a good show, bro. Yeah, yeah, it was. You want to go for some, um, hey, what's that, uh, what's that in the box there? Oh. Uh, that. Well, it's nothing, really. I've, I've been... Hey, 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 bro, it's moving, man. That box is moving. Uh-oh. Oh! For the love of... What the hell, man? Watch out! Whoa! Man, the monitors are right there. Whoa! I'm, I'm, man, it's just a little spook, that's all. Hey, 
You said bringing something back was a cost prohibitive, man. What the hell? Yeah, well, I said shipping it back. I, I didn't say anything about checking it with my baggage. I... Ah!